Walker's Desert Diaries. Hello. Arizona calling. And yes, finally, we all feel like we are well on the way to recovery after COVID's visit last week. So woohoo, happy days. This week saw another one of those American bank holidays that confusingly aren't bank holidays for everybody. Martin Luther King Day took place on Monday. Now, I've talked about these before, these kind of discretionary bank holidays in which schools are closed and banks are closed. Most shops are not closed and only some companies are closed. So half the people that I work with were at work. The other half were not. I was thinking, why haven't they replied to my email? But yet they're hassling me for something else. It was very confusing. Husband was at work. My friend was not. I kind of split the difference and worked a bit in the morning and then spent the afternoon battling to keep the kitchen from disappearing in a mound of flour and cake batter, a.k.a. baking with the children. Now, I don't know whether this is the case every year, and I haven't really noticed it, but this year it seemed that Martin Luther King Day, which marks, of course, the birthday of the civil rights leader, a man who spent his life dedicated to eradicating racial inequality, seemed to act as a real catalyst for revealing the huge divisions between the left and the right in America when it comes to voting rights. Any Republican senator, and some Democratic ones too, who tweeted their support for Dr King were as once exposed as liars or hypocrites by various media commentators and members of the public alike. So why? What's happening? Well, after the debacle of the last election, where the ex-president claimed and, side note, continues to claim on an almost daily basis that votes were fraudulently created or miscounted for President Biden, in the face of overwhelming proof to the contrary, there has been a focus from Biden and the Democratic Party on voter reform. Now, This focus on reform comes after a movement in 2021 where Republican-led states, 19 to be precise, enacted a wave of restrictive voting laws. Well, like what, you may ask? Well, like restricting the use of mail-in ballots, making it much harder to register votes, requiring people to present their birth certificates when they registered to vote, for example, cutting the number of polling stations so people have to travel much, much further to be able to vote, these sort of measures. Now, remember around the last presidential election in 2020, I talked about people standing in queues for like eight, nine, ten hours to cast their vote. I remember thinking, would I be bothered to stand in line for ten hours to put my ex in the box because a lot of people here, millions of people here, it's exactly what they have to do. Now, critics say that these bills target not just areas that are more likely to vote Democrats, certain counties and certain cities within states, but they also target students. And more importantly, they target African-American voters and immigrants who are Also, two groups historically more likely to vote Democrat. You can see where this argument from the other side is going. Now, the Republicans say that they're doing this to protect democracy, to ensure that no election can ever be tampered with in the future. Democrats are saying, hang on, this is going to destroy democracy. Earlier this month, President Biden gave a really fiery speech in Georgia calling for a change in the rules in the Senate, the sort of higher chamber in the American government, to try and pass voting reforms that he is trying to push through. Now, there are two bills he's looking for, the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, named after the late Democratic congressman, of course. 
Now, these were passed already in the House of Representatives, the lower chamber of the American government last year. Now, it's just the Senate that is standing in the way. Now, the former, the Freedom to Vote Act, would introduce standardised nationwide voting rules as opposed to the current kind of patchwork state-by-state rules that are in place. Now, you know that a lot of the right in America do not want federal government to have, quote, control over the states. So you can understand why they are pushing back on that. Now, the John Lewis Act would actually require certain states to get government permission for any change to election regulations. You might say, well, of course, that's only fair and well. Or you might say, hang on, I do not want the federal government to have control over my state laws. Now, in order for a law to get through Senate, it must have 60% of the votes. But guess what? Right now, the Senate is split exactly down the middle, 50-50, Democrat, Republican. So you can see that it's very unlikely any law is going to pass because it won't get that majority. Just this week, the voter bill was blocked in the Senate. Now, a form of political obstruction called the filibuster succeeded in hampering Biden's efforts and his attempt to outlaw the filibuster, which would have made things easier for him. That attempt has also failed. And in fact, two Democratic senators, one of them from here in Arizona, are refusing to back him, which is causing a right Ferrari. Do you know what? It's a big old mess, frankly. And one that has very little sign of ever sorting itself out. Don't see how anyone's ever going to meet in the middle. And more than a year on, that belief that Donald Trump won the 2020 election, do you know, it's still very much alive and well here in Arizona amongst some diehard supporters. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware of the multi-million dollar recount of the election, this audit of the election won here by Biden, that was ordered by Arizonan Republicans and paid for by Trump donors and the taxpayer, like me. Now, this recount, this audit, was not even the first audit to be done on the count here in Arizona, but previous audits had shown that there was no fraud. And clearly, some Republicans weren't very happy with that result, so wanted to try again. So this extra audit, carried out by a company called Cyber Ninjas, which sounds to me like a kind of after-school kids' computer club, but there you go, that, get this, also spent, Cyber Ninjas, also spent millions on searching for traces of bamboo, I'm not joking, in the paper used to make the ballot slips because of a false conspiracy theory that 40,000 votes had been flown in from China to disrupt the result. Bamboo. Really. Unfortunately... For them, for Cyber Ninjas and certain members of the GOP, the Republicans, after months and months, they didn't deliver the result that some people were looking for. The audit claimed that Biden should have actually been credited with 99 more votes than he was and Trump's total was properly inflated by 261 ballots, which is just also completely pointless when we're talking about millions of votes cast, right? But despite those facts, Cyber Ninjas did, however, claim a number of shortcomings in election procedures and they suggested the final tally, despite the millions of dollars they'd spent, still couldn't be relied upon. That, of course, is what the great Orange ex-leader has been focusing on in his ongoing rallies and public statements. And they are ongoing. 
And just to fan the flames, there are Senate elections happening this year. And so the TV is again awash with ads from various hopeful multimillionaire businessmen desperate to get their foot on the political ladder and claiming all kinds of vague threats of wrongdoing by the other side and presenting them as facts. One current wannabe candidate is first and foremost advertising himself as a Trump supporter. It's the first thing he says, I back Trump which shows just how influential the ex-president still is, not only in the Republican Party, but in this part of the world as well. Now, whilst there are fewer flags flying in support of Trump than they used to be around towns and people's gardens and windows, there are certainly still a lot of pickup trucks driving around emblazoned with flags and stickers all in support of DT. And it did make me smile this week when I pulled up behind one huge red pickup truck on the way to the supermarket to see that it had its own sticker emblazoned across the back windshield. Not a Trump truck, it advertised. I'll see you in the desert.